Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Robert teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. Okay. Resurrection of death. <laughs> you know, we began this um, Bible study adventure on the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. And we drew our anchor from Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works who have treated that, and of foundation of dead works and of faith toward God, and of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And we got to resurrection of the dead last week and I began to explain that the doctrine of resurrection of the dead is based on the fact that man was destined to live forever we explained how that God told Adam that the day you eat of this fruit you will surely die now if you read that what God said in a deeper translation, maybe like amplified or Mufat's translation. What he actually reads there is in the day you eat of this fruit, in dying you will surely die. So you will notice that Adam ate the fruit and he didn't fall down on the ground and start shaking. But he discovered he was naked. So something happened to Adam. It was called spiritual death. And spiritual death ultimately produced physical death. And I showed you last week, Monday, that if you now study the generations from Adam, you realize that their age, the number, the, their age began to reduce. Physically, they began to, their age began to reduce. Then God comes to Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, and says, Ah, my spirit shall no longer strive with man, for his days shall be 120 years. Even after that, people still up to 500 years, but he's kept on reducing. He kept on reducing, steadily. Steadily, he kept on reducing. Why? Because in dying, you will die. You will surely die. In fact, what we don't understand is the death that Adam had was so serious. <laughs> Adam's spirit was made alive with darkness. Adam's spirit was what is called, he was recreated in the nature of darkness. As it were, if you, if you study the Bible in a more technical sense, Adam was born again in darkness. It was a very serious thing. And that nature of darkness will begin to produce some kind of information, some kind of response. That is why Cain automatically, if to, to Cain, it was logical that why would God accept me, accept Abel and not me? Are you following this? To Cain, it was logical that, okay, 
If Abel was the accepted one, if I kill Abel, I'll be accepted. If I kill Abel, God will accept me. Who told Cain that? Who taught Cain that? His nature taught him. Let me tell you the truth. As long as men don't believe in Jesus Christ and Christ recreates them again to become born again, this world will keep getting worse and worse. It was the nature of darkness that produced all the evil in this world till today, including me. The nature of darkness. Look at that. the amount of wickedness in the world. What brought about that? The nature of darkness in Adam. When you see a man walking on the road, he may be a nice guy. But if he has not, not believed in Jesus Christ, he is darkness moving. That's the nature of... Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, see out of your father the devil. That's what he said. Anyone who has not believed in Jesus Christ is of his father, the devil. And what the works of your father you will do. So you see me see best. Oh, I don't do what the Jesus Jesus something. I'm just see. You will start. somehow one of the natures is either you are of Christ or you are the devil. Praise the Lord. And that's why this see Jesus looked at Jesus looked at Nicodemus said, Marvel not I see unto you, ye must be born again. He must be born again. This is the reason why a person cannot be saved by good works. It's not your good works that gets you saved. This thing is beyond your good works. It's your nature. You must be recreated again. Are you following me? You can't say, oh, God will accept me because I, I, I give my goods to the poor. I'm a philanthropist. I, I, don't, I don't talk to people evil. I don't, I'm a nice guy. Uh-huh. You are looking at your, trying to do your good works before God. God is seeing you for who you really are. Your nature. The nature of sin that, that you have become because of Adam. And the Bible says the soul that will surely die. Based on that, you are supposed to die. You are, if I, based on that, you are supposed to be condemned. So the man without Christ is a, is, is a walking corpse, actually. He's walking, but he's dead. Now, we said something very important last week. So, the punishment for Adam will cost at least of two things. There was spiritual death. And there was physical death. If God, if God is saving Adam, the salvation plan must include salvation from spiritual death and salvation from physical death. Are you following this? The salvation plan must save Adam's punishment. Do not include spiritual death, but physical death. 
The salvation plan of God must include salvation from spiritual death and also physical death. Are you following this? And this is why we said that the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead is based on the fact that man was destined to live forever. Man was destined to do what? Live forever. I know this pattern of teaching is not so popular, but it's part and parcel of the Christian faith. It's a major part of the Christian faith. And we looked at so many scriptures. I'll just touch two, then we'll go and see how far we can go into today's curriculum. Let's look at First Timothy. I think actually it should be Second Timothy. Second Timothy. From verse chapter one, from verse eight, he says, "Be not that therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord and of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God." Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. This is all through the Bible, not according to our works, <laughs> but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given in Christ just before the world began. Verse 10. But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death. Look at this. But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and brought life and immortality. To light through the gospel. Are you seeing this? What did he bring to light? Life and immortality. He brought what? Life and immortality. That means the restoration plan of God to the fact that man will live forever is now in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. You know, I told them last week, Monday, you heard that song they used to sing in many years ago. It's not a Christian song. But that song is more, it's more of a Christian prayer or a prayer of somebody who needs to be saved. Forever young, I want to be forever young. Do you really want to live forever? The only way a man can live forever is in Christ. Because if Christ has abolished death and brought immortality to life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Chapter means he abolished death. And he brought immortality to life. So if you believe the gospel, death has been abolished. You passed over death. Say amen. Amen. Now let's go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5 from verse John chapter 5 Okay Let's read from verse 24 It says Very, very I say unto you He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, 
but is passed from death unto life. Say amen. amen. Why is this possible? The reason why you are passed from death unto life is because he has taken your death. The Bible says, for him who knew no sin was made sin for us. Because of the sin of Adam, man was destined to die. But God came as Jesus Christ. He came as a man so that he can die for man. You know, I've always said it here, that God was the spirit, or God is the spirit, and the spirit cannot die. Man was destined to die. But if man dies, he cannot be saved. He cannot die as a and be saved. So somebody must take his place if he's going to be saved. Are you following me? A spirit cannot die. So God has to come as a man so that he can die for man. So that was Jesus in the flesh. That was Jesus coming. So when Jesus comes, he takes your death. So whoever believes in him does not have to die again. Praise the Lord. So what he says something here. It says, whosoever believes on me have everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. That means the Christian is not going to hell. He says, you, you will not come into condemnation. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are not going to condemnation. If you have accepted the gospel, you are not going to hell. But if you say, I don't need, I don't need the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, I don't, need, I don't need his death, you will have to pay for yourself. So God will send you to hell. Listen, it's not the devil that sends people to hell. God sends people who refuse to believe to hell. Because it's just God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's a just God, but he's a God of love. It's because of his love he came out to that death so that you won't have to go there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, the next question we have to ask is. If man will live forever, how does God view life? And that's what we we'll looked at in this last week. How does God view life? And we began talking about looking at some verses of the Bible that addresses his resurrection of the dead. How does God view life and death? Let's look at Matthew. That should be Matthew 22. Yes. Matthew 22. From verse. Okay. Let me just give you a, a background of the story so that you understand what is happening there. Now, this is the resolution of the dead issue. There are people there, some people among the Pharisees and the scribes who do not believe in it. So they wanted to tempt Jesus. So they came and asked him a question. They said, there was a woman who had seven husbands. This one lived with her and died. This one lived with her and died. This one lived with her and died. They asked him, at the resurrection, which one will be our husband? Because they wanted to tie him to the point where we be like, okay, actually, there's no resurrection. Are you following me? So they wanted to logically deal with him. So let's hear Jesus talk. Nobody teaches like this. You see, Jesus eh? You know, people used to say, as some people, I've heard people say, ah, the teachings of Paul, ah, Tom, ah, the teachings of Jesus. 
Who went with his father? Ah! You would think you know the Bible once you start studying the, the things Jesus taught. Matthew 22, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. He says, For in resurrection they neither marry, nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. You are a boss. Last, last. Then verse 31, he says, But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken by unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. But the priest says, but, and when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. That means the, the resurrection of the dead is the, is the doctrine of Jesus himself. What does this mean? He didn't say, I was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is what he said. He didn't say, I was their God. He said, I am the God. That means, to God, those guys were living. Are you following this? Remember this statement, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. It was actually when he was talking to Moses. After this time, all of those people have died physically. But the Bible says he is the God of the living. That means, even though they have died physically, in God's mind, they were living. Are you saying this? Yes, sir. So, how can people be dead physically, but to God they are living? And there are some people who are alive, God said, God said you are living or you are dead. But there are people who are alive physically. But in God's mind, they are dead. How does God view life and death? They will begin to analyze. Go back to John chapter 5. And we looked at this last week, Monday. We will see more today. Oh. This is well. Okay. Let's look at verse 25. John chapter 5 from verse 25. This is very, very, I say unto you, the hour is coming. And now is when the dead shall hear the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Now, he said this from verse 20 to verse 25. And we know, remember before he says, he that believes in him has passed from, death, from condemnation into life. That's verse 25. So verse 25 says, the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Are you seeing that? Go to verse 28. He says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. In this context, doing good is believing in Him. 
Let me read it again. Verse 24 to verse 29. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For the Father have life in himself, they are giving the Son to have life in himself. Verse 28. Marvel not at this, the hour is coming, in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good, what is the good? The good is what he said in verse 24. He that hears my word and believeth on him that sent me. That's the good. Are you pulling me? Verse 29. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. What is this thing here? There are two things here. Verse 25 says, They that are dead, everybody that hears the voice of the Son of God. Verse 25 says, Very, very, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. That means, it's possible for a man to be dead. From verse 25, it's saying that it's possible for a man to be dead, to be dead, and hear the voice of the Son of God. And if he hears, that means a dead man, according to this verse, can decide to hear the voice of the Son of God. And if he hears it, he will live. How can a dead man decide to hear the voice of the Son of God? And if he hears it, he will live. Keep that question in your mind. Go to the street eight. It says, therefore, the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. If you notice in verse 25, he didn't talk about grief. But in verse 28, he talked about the grief. According to these two verses, or to this scripture, it is possible not to be in the grave when you are dead. In God's mind, it's possible for a person to be moving on the road. It's possible for a person to be walking on the road, buying bread, eating chill balls, <laughs> going to the office, but he's dead. And a person who is in the grave is alive. <laughs> Why is he alive? Because before he went into the grave, he believed in the Son of God. Are you believing? Before he died physically, he believed in the Son of God. So even though he's in the grave, at the resurrection, he'll be resurrected to life. But somebody is moving, but he's dead. He said, but this person still has the opportunity to hear the voice of the Son of God and live. Who is getting this? So when we preach around, we are preaching to dead people. People who have not believed in Jesus Christ. If they hear the voice of the Son of God, they will live. Back to verse 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which the order that in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall comfort they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So even though now that, that means there is something called, like we have been saying before, there is something called the resurrection of the dead. Every person who dies physically is going to rise again. And when we rise, even though we are all rising, 
Some will be risen to life. Some will be risen to damnation. That is why Hebrews chapter 6 called it resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. So, man is going to live forever. Your physical bodies is going to come out of the grave. All our, all of us is going to come out of the all our physical bodies is going to come out of the grave. But some, after they are rising from the grave, they are going from fire to from fragments to fire. But those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, when we rise, our physical bodies will join him. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay. Father, you are the help of your children. Jesus. No one understand that why I made that statement. I'm looking at the time. Why is the time never our friend? Yeah. It is because there is going to be a resurrection that judgment is a serious thing. We will talk about judgment much, much more into that question you were raising on Sunday. We'll talk about it much more. But let's go a little, a little bit more deeper into this concept of resurrection. Why should we, why is it that a person that believes in Jesus Christ, why should we rise? Or why should he rise? From what you are going to see, you will see that this resurrection of the dead is a, is a strong fabric of the Christian faith. In fact, that's where Christianity is born from. Are you following me? That is where Christianity came out from. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Let me say something on the side note. Please don't be tired. This thing we are doing. Don't be tired. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at another place. Hmm? Where Jesus talked about that same resurrection of the dead. And see the difference. Between, you know the Bible has the synoptic Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And there's a reason why he said Matthew, Mark. They put, he put Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. It is because there are certain things that Matthew handled. That Luke handled in a different way. John put it in a different way. Are you following me? For instance, this expression of dead and the graves. is only John that wrote it like this. No other writer wrote it like this. So if we lose John, we lose a special account of how Jesus explained some things. So let's look at Luke's account of that same story. Luke chapter 20. From verse 34. And Jesus answering them and said, Just answering them, said unto them, the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain the, that world. Whether we believe it or not, there is a life after this morning. He says, But they that which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection of death, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Now, there is an issue with the rendering, with the writing rendering. If you read it, 
without properly understanding the context, you think it's saying that people who are going to be in the world to come, they know you to marry. That's wrong. That's wrong interpretation. When we are doing how to interpret the Bible in July, I'll be teaching all these type of things. How to know what the Bible is not saying. Because if you see some kind of revelation people bring out of the Bible, you wonder, how can the Bible... From how did they come about this? But when you study the Bible properly, the way it was to be studied, you find out there are some things, because of the translators, trying to translate from English, you know, they are the nice if you are saying French and somebody is interpreting French, translating French to English, I can say, instead of saying from front to the back, are you following me? I will say it from back to front. See, I'm going to London. Then the way you will say that thing in French is be like, to London, I'm going. Are you get what I'm trying to say? So that's what's that's what happening here. Well, that's my issue for today. Now, go to verse 6. says, Jacob, verse 5 to 6. For they that which have counted what is obtained that poor and the resurrection from the, from the dead, neither marry, nor are given in marriage. Verse 36. Neither can they die anymore. Look at this. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto angels. And are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. What's that about? Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God. Why? Because they are the children of the resurrection. What does that mean? First of all, that means we can see from this verse 36 who are the children of God? The children of God are the children of the resurrection. Are you following this? So we can say from this fact that God's children are the result of the resurrection. The children of God are the children of the resurrection. Oh, God's children are children of the resurrection. Which resurrection made God? Because, look at, look at, let's read from verse 5. It says, But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that word and the resurrection of the dead. Let me drop the neither marry or I'll give me marriage. That means, he's talking about there's going to be a future resurrection, but the people who are going to be part of that future resurrection are the children of God because they are the children of the resurrection. So, there's a resurrection to come as it were from this verse of the Bible. The reason why we can become part of the resurrection to come is because we have a children of the resurrection that has happened. Which resurrection was that? Jesus' teachings. The teachings of Jesus. You have to sit down, where count down. The reason why we can become part of the resurrection of the dead is because we are children of God. Hmm. 
which came as a result of a resurrection. What resurrection is this? This resurrection was the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The children of God are those who became, who came out of this resurrection. Because of that, they are now worthy to be part of the resurrection. Who is getting what I'm saying? God's children are those who came from the resurrection of Jesus Christ when he rose. Because of this, they will be part of the resurrection to come. Now you may think this is this is you may think what I'm doing here is just a do rema. It's not rema. It's not it's not some special revelation. It is what the Bible teaches. Because of that, I wanted to I want to show you how that resurrection is the reason why there is Christianity. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the reason why there is Christianity. Remember. When Adam sinned, when Adam sinned, he had become spiritually dead. And God must do two, do two things. Number one, God must pay for, if God is really going to save Adam, God must pay for his sins, but God must deliver him from sin. Praise the Lord. Remember what I was saying on Sunday yesterday, that for if, if your pig, if you have a pig and your pig goes and Messes up somebody else's house, and you go and pay for the person, pay, pay for the the pig's misbehavior. You have used your money to pay for what the pig did, but the pig is still a pig. He's still in that nature. How is it possible that God will pay for Adam's sin and make Adam free from sin, separated from sin? God must perform a resurrection. God must make a new man. Are you following me? That was what he did in Christ Jesus. So you go to John chapter 3. God looks at, Jesus looks at Nicodemus and says, Very, very I say unto you, you must be born again. You must be what? Born again. Do you realize that when he was making that statement to Nicodemus. It wasn't possible at that point. But he explains to Nicodemus how that will happen. Let's look at that. John chapter 3. Holy Spirit. Do you know my, my own my dream? My greatest dream is that in a few years from now, the Christians that would have been nurtured from Newfield, when people look at them and say, ah, those guys, they are, they are well schooled. Those people, those people, the Jesus is inside them, Jesus is inside them. See, when those people sit you down and go through the Bible, one dream is. So when you look at their life, look at their character, look at the way they are so loving, look at them. You know this Christ has worked on this one. Are you free? That's the dream. The Bible will say, if they pray for you, you 
When they pray for you, you will be seen. Yes. So those people are Christians. Are you praying? Yes. John chapter 3, from verse 3. Just as an afternoon, in very, very nice, say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, see verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. I know I've explained to you before that. That is of water which is the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. This recreated, this new man that God will make, first of all, will be in the spirit. Let me jump to God and see something. When a person gets born again, it's not like your body changes immediately. No. What happens is that your spirit is made brand new. Are you praying? Yes, By the Holy Spirit in you. Or you see? This is what happens here. Are you following me? But don't forget, when Adam sinned, it was not just the spirit that was affected. Because the spirit was affected, physical death came in. Are you following me? Follow this too. So, being born again and your spirit being recreated as a new man in Christ is, is the salvation process that started. Because of this, you will not be a candidate for this one. Because at this one, God will not finally take your physical body. Hallelujah. No, that was too much. <laughs> Come back. Bring the food. Come back home. Come back home. Come back. Praise the Lord. So let me explain to you how resurrection is the in fact resurrection is the God is the message of the Christian faith. That when you believe in Jesus Christ, God makes you a brand new man. God, re- see, your old man dies in Christ and God produces a new man because you believe in Jesus Christ. The reason why we can talk about justification is because of resurrection. Remember yesterday, he was delivered for offenses and raised for our justification. Now, let's look at one or two things about that. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. From verse 1 to 4. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received a wherein ye stand, by which also ye have saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now, go to verse. 12. Go to verse 12. You see something very serious there. He says, Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, listen to this. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing what I'm showing you here? So, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? 
That's real. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then it's about preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Verse 16. Let's jump to verse 16. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Are you seeing this? Is it? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. And ye are yet in your sins. What does it mean by this? Hi. It means what I was trying to explain. That the, the, South, the, the gospel chapter is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. He had to die because of our sins. If he died, he would have paid for our sins, but he would not have delivered us from sin. Do you understand? Yes, he would have paid for our sins. But the nature of sin will still be in us. We will have forgiveness but not justification. Our sins have been forgiven. But we will not have been able to be declared righteous before God. As, as though we are new people. Uh-uh. So, his death paid for our sins. When he was buried. And he was right. And the resurrection, this is where the gospel is actually born. Because it's at the resurrection, he shows us that if he died for our sins and rose up without sin, that means the person who believes in him, his sins are taken care of and will become a new man in him. I know it's 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 It shows up in his resurrection that if he died for sins and rose up, that means sin has no power over him. Yes. So when a person believes in him, sin has no power over him. Yes. Are you following me? Yes. Why is it so that sin has no power over you? It's because he rose up as a brand new man. Oh, oh God. I will teach this thing. I will teach it to every person who understands. You know what I found out? The way for discipleship, the pattern for discipleship is repetition. You still teach something to the person who understands. Are you following me? So let's see what what the Bible teaches about this. It's so serious. Everywhere, everywhere. In fact, if you want to look at the book of Acts, that was what they were preaching. For instance, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Right? You shall be witnesses unto me. Acts chapter 2, from verse 22. Let's see what they were witnessing. Acts chapter 2. Proverbs 22. It says, Ye men of Israel, hear ye these words, Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. Now, look at verse 32. It says, This Jesus, 
had God raised up, whereof we, we all are witnesses. So Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon me and shall be witnesses unto me. Acts chapter 2 verse 32 says, This Jesus had God raised up, whereof we, we all are witnesses. We are witnesses to the fact that he has, raised up, he has been raised up by God. So the apostles of Jesus Christ, they went about declaring that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. And actually, if you want to study this carefully, it is the apostles that are witnesses of his resurrection. They saw him. Are you following me? Who is the witness? A person that has first-hand account. We actually are not witnesses of his resurrection. Because we didn't see him. But we believe. So we are believers in his resurrection. We are believers in his resurrection. And actually, that's what God honors. That's what God honors. He says, you, you have not seen him, but you yet love him. Are you following me? He looked at Thomas and said, No, they told Thomas that he, Jesus has risen. Thomas said, Except I see him, and I put my hands in his hands, and I put my feet, and I touch him, and I feel him. Then Jesus now walks in and says, Touch my hands. If we roll through that story carefully, Jesus was not there when he said, If I put my hands, but Jesus said, I mean, God always says. When we say things against God, he always hears anything but your challenge. I tell people that prayer is not hard. Just talk. Are you following me? Just talk. You will hear. What did you now tell them? Blessed are they that have not seen. But yet. So you know people say, I wish I was among their person. I wish I saw him. No, you have going to develop you are better than them. <laughs> you see, listen about Bible teachings. The Bible will it when it's, it's taught to you, it will come out. Do you know that? It will come out like it's of its own. You say we are seeing here. Now go to Acts chapter three, verse twelve. You see the same pattern. Okay, let me not read verse 12. Verse 12 will, will, be, will be long. Let me read from verse 14 to verse 15. It says, But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired the moderate to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God had raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Chapter 4. From verse 7. Now, this was after they healed the beautiful man at the... Oh, they healed the man at the beautiful gates. <laughs> and when they, they had sent them in the midst, they asked them, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter filled the Holy Ghost said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth he have, he have crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. What does that mean? By the resurrection of Jesus Christ of the dead, that man was able to rise. 
sin. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the resurrection is actually the gospel of, of Christ. It is that no matter how you want to address the gospel, you cannot miss out the resurrection. The reason why, no matter the challenge you are facing today, as long as you are believers of Christ in the resurrection, if Christ can rise up from the from hell, from the grave, there is no situation that is too strong for us. There is nothing that can keep us down. Nothing. Are you following me? Yes. The power of the resurrection is able to put it down. Yes. Praise the Lord. Then he says, Whom God has raised from the dead, be known that this is why this man is standing here. Then the spirit of Jesus, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So, the message they were preaching is that Jesus Christ rose. And you see, it was a very serious issue for them. Because everybody saw Jesus Christ die. But they did not see him rise. It was only those he appeared to. So they were going around saying, he rose. Okay, prove to us he rose, they will heal somebody. By the power of the Spirit, they will say, ah, ah, this is what Jesus was doing when he was alive. So where is he? He was actually in his apostles. All of them are removed. Stephen Hardy. The issue of resurrection is where Christianity came from. That was what they were preaching. Romans chapter 10. Romans 10. Holy Spirit. Oh, God. You know, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Oh, God. It's now I feel like I'm starting. I've started the, the preaching. But it's fine. Romans 10 from verse... Nine. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you realize that he didn't talk about his death here? Read verse 9 again. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It takes faith to accept that he rose. It takes what? Faith. That somebody you don't know, he rose. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I know, and this is how we end for today. The next question is, okay, you have talked, we understand now that from what you said, it's not just guys of the dead. Is actually the message that the apostles preached, right? But how are we the children of God because He rose because of the resurrection? Are you following me? How are we the children of God from the resurrection? Ask the thing. Father, I thank you because that tab is found in Jesus' name. Amen. That is affecting my style. Acts 13. 
from verse 26. It says, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you feareth God. To you is this word, is the word of salvation, is this word of salvation sent? Verse 28. And though they found no cause of death in him, they desired pilate they that he should be slain. Verse 29. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down on the tree and laid him in a sepulchre. But God raised him from the dead. And it was too many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. Are you seeing this? Yes, and we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto all their children, in that he raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, that was my son, this day have I begotten you. Now, read that for, and as concerning that you raised him from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said unto this, he said, on this wise I will give you the sure message of David. Wherefore he said also in another psalm, thou shalt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. For David, after he had left his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his father and saw corruption. But he who, whom God raised saw no corruption. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Now, pay attention to the 39. And by him, all that believe are justified from all things, from which they could not be justified by the law of Moses. Unto you, this man is what, what first preached. Go to verse 38. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you, first of all, what? The forgiveness of sin. Why the forgiveness of sin? Because he has died for your sins. So God is not just to pardon you for sins. But how come you are not justified? You know, I explained to you that there is a difference between forgiveness and justification. In forgiveness, you sin. Are you following this? And God, because of the death of His Son for your sins, has paid for your sins. So God can look at you and say, You are forgiven. But in justification, you are saying, This person is not guilty. You are saying this person is not guilty. How is that possible? It is because in, justi in justification, the reason why we can be justified is because when Christ rose from the dead, he rose as a different species that died. Second Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. From verse 16. Let me read from verse 15 to verse 16. The Bible says, And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, 
but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Why? Oh, let me read from verse 16 to verse 16 again. It says, and as die for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth knowing him no more. He's trying to say that after Christ died and rose from the grave, the same way you looked at Christ before he died cannot be the same way you look at him after he rose. Are you following me? What is showing there is actually germination. What is showing there is actually being born again. Are you following me? See, remember when Jesus was talking to Peter, to, to Peter and said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He was talking, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, he said that after he spoke about his death. Or before he spoke about his death. Actually, what was he talking about? He was talking about that when he dies, when he's resurrected, he died as a man, but he will resurrect as a church. Yes, 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 yes. So, he died as the first. I this. He died as the first, as he was rising up. You know, when you plant a seed of ground. If one you plant, or if a handful you plant, are you following this? But what comes out? A tree. What comes out is not what you plant, it's the result of what you planted. Yes. So when Christ died and rose, he was the first of the new church. We who believe in him, we are the result of that new church. Praise the Lord. Hey, somebody say amen. Amen. Do you understand it now? So go back to that second Corinthians chapter 5. It says, and that's that thing. And that he died for all, that they which live should not have one unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, and rose again. Wherefore, know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. See verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Why? Because Christ was not a new creature. So, when a person believes in Jesus Christ, he is a child of God because he is the result of the resurrection. The new creation, the born again Christian, is a child of God because he is a child of the resurrection. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell me I am a child of the resurrection. I am a child of the resurrection of Jesus. I am the result of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is why when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have every other right to refute generational causes. Because the person who was linked to generational causes died in Christ's death. You who have believed and you have come out and you, you are not connected to that man. Yeah. Are you following me? Yes. Hey. Yes, sir. This teaching is where Christianity stands from. When you study the whole book, the whole Bible, eh, 
start losing salvation is a pointless, baseless argument. Salvation is not. Salvation is a gift, but it's not a gift that you can hold with your hand. It's a gift that is of a new man. It's a gift of a new man in Christ. I follow this. Let's look at some other scriptures in the Bible. We looked at one yesterday, Romans 4. Let's go back there. Romans 4, Proverbs 24 to 25. It says, But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, verse 25 says, Who was delivered for our offenses? And raised our justification. That also again is the dichotomy. How can somebody have offenses? And now he's justified. How? How? Because if he had offenses, it's supposed to be forgiveness. So you committed sin. Okay, because somebody has paid for you, you have been pardoned. But now the Bible says he was delivered from offenses and raised our justification. What you are not seeing there is that it's two people. It's two different people. The guy that has offenses cannot be the one who is justified. The guy that has offenses has died in Christ. But the man who is born and new has been justified. No sins. Somebody say, Glory! Glory! He's born and new. His sins have been wiped away. He's a new man, no past. Chapter me, I'm in charge of the resurrection. I'm in charge of the resurrection. Now, you think this is being made up once by the time you start checking every other scripture, the same thing. Oh God. I need to say this. I need to put this one. You will need to see. Eleke degelege this. You have already seen John chapter 3. It says, Except the man will be born again. So, believing in Christ, you will be born anew. Are you following that? You will see. Okay. Which one will give me the way I, I, I would like it to for you to see it. Let me, let me make it a little bit mystical. Let's go to Colossians. 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 Praise the Lord. Colossians 1. From verse 12. Okay, 12 is very far. Let's read from verse Verse 12. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated, translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So, who is he talking about here? Christ. So, he says, God has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and has surrendered us into the kingdom of his dear son. So in Christ we have redemption through his blood. Praise the Lord. Even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Pay attention. It says, For by him were all things created. John verse 16. Go to verse 17. And he is before all things 
and by him all things consist. Now my emphasis is verse 18. Look at verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. Remember when he said in Matthew chapter 16, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That was already telling us that he will go to hell. Hell will try to stop him, but the church will not stop him from building his church. Are you following me? So when it's coming out of hell, it's coming out with a church. He died as a man, as a seed, but it's coming out with a church. Just like when you plant one seed of granite, but a tree comes out. Are you following this? So now see, verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Who is the, the what? Firstborn. The reason why he's the firstborn is because their father is coming. Oh. So, he's the firstborn, he's the first begotten, and that's why the Bible calls him the head of the church. He is the head, but there is a body. That body is the result of his resurrection. That's why I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of the resurrection. Someone say, Glory! Glory! The first one from the dead. Now, there are plenty of scriptures, but let's go to the one we used to round up for today. He's a sweet one. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one we used to close for today. Back to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 would now make you see the drama that was going on. It says, let's read from verse 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and yet here in your sins. Do you understand that now? Yes. Now, look at verse 19. It says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that slept. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's become what? The first fruits. Why? Because there are other fruits coming. But if you look at Jesus' own resurrection, it was not just his spirit that it was not just his spirit that rose, it was his body. What does that mean? What does that mean? When you believe in Jesus Christ today, your spirit man has been born anew because of the resurrection. So at this way, you've been born from the resurrection, you've been born anew, you've grown, you've risen anew within. But your body must pass through that same process. Oh. Your physical body is still going to pass that same process because Christ grows up with a new body and you see. That's why there is something called the rapture. That thing is an experience, is a continual experience of the salvation plan of God. Let's continue. Let's read this. Let me not talk too much. Verse 21 says, For since by man came death, pay attention now, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Ha <laughs> Hey! Are you think all of them are playing things? But I didn't want to bring it any. This is the story. Is it? For as in Adam all died, even so shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Oh. Mm. Then that what? Christ at his coming. 
because we have believed in him and we have been partakers of his resurrection, we are Christ. So at his coming, we will still have that same experience. It is then come at the end, verse 24. And when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign. Till he has put all his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Oh God. Uh, okay, let me jump on this piece. That thing, I don't want to. Let's go to verse 33. It has been all deceived, even communication corrupt with man. As he was telling them, don't join those people that are saying there's no religion of the day. The context of evil communication corrupt with manners is not what they used to pursue children. <laughs> the context is that don't mix up people who don't agree with this doctrine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Are you following me? Yes. <laughs> it is way to righteousness and sinners. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. But that's right, now says, but some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Remember, you know when a person dies physically, after a while his body will decay. Yes. Uh-huh. Let's read on. It says, but some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? That was fool. Oh, Paul. Check. It is that which thou sweat is not speaking except the die. And that which thou sweat, sweat not that body that shall be, but bear grain, if may chance of wheat or some other grain. But God giveth it a body, as it has pleased him, and to every seed his own body. Yeah. Hey. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you not seeing this? That's when Christ rose up, he rose up with a new body and a new spirit. When you believe in him, you have a new spirit. But your body is not yet new. At the, at the resurrection of the dead, at the rapture, that new body will now be given. Finally, you will get that new body because it's part of the salvation plan. Mm. Okay, let me just continue. Right? <laughs> He said, For God giveth it a body after that pleased him to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same. There is one of flesh of men. Jump this. There is the glory of the sun, the 21, and the glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star different from another star in glory. Verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It was sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. It was sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised in spiritual body. Hallelujah. Hey, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Are you seeing what he's talking about? Yeah. It says, and so it is written, the first man was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a cooking spirit. How be? That was not said which is spiritual, but that which is natural. After what? That which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earth. Thank you for listening to the summer. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our summons. Remain blessed.